0: what is up family it's dr dale the author of how to raise a doctor wisdom from parents who did it and the author of pre-med mondays both books are available on amazon.com so make sure you grab your copies there and you are listening to the black men and white coats podcast a place where black male clinicians have the platform to share their stories with listeners like you super excited to get into this week but before i do let me please 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 remind y'all to subscribe to this podcast you know we're on a social mission here we are Trying to have fun, have a good time on the podcast, let you guys hear great stories. But of course the idea behind all this is to really to increase diversity in the field of medicine because that's important. And of course we call out black men specifically because the number of black men applying to medicine is actually was decreasing. Hopefully we're having a strong turnaround now and hopefully it'll keep on keep on going. Um something amusing this morning happened. Somebody sent me a screenshot of somebody on Facebook saying that they should protest people should protest black men in white coats. And you know we we had a hard time keeping ourselves together, thinking, how in the world could anybody want to protest black men and white unless if you unless if you don't like black people, but how in the world can anybody who likes black people wants to protest black men and white coats um the, i mean, obviously obviously, I think whoever put this up there just has no idea what black men and white coats does what black men and white coats is about right? Probably just hear the name. And and don't really then take the time to see what we're about, but still we just we just found it amusing just thinking wow how could somebody protest diversity in the field of medicine how could somebody protest mentoring and you guys who rock with us know that we mentor man female white black Asian Hispanic Indian whatever everything right so our whole idea is just diversity in the field of medicine but of course we call it black men in white coats because of the big report that came out a few years ago seeing the number of black men applying to the field of medicine was decreasing right but anyway that was my little um, morning. Morning I don't want to call it entertainments, but i was really kind of baffled by it morning confusion. I don't know I don't know what to call it but so something else that happened last week, or a few things that happened last week i had a, I had a few speaking engagements that's not that is special, but I do a lot of speaking engagements. So that's not kind of the big thing, but you know one of these engagements was was really cool to me. both of them were cool. I had two big ones last week, two engagements with over a thousand people that I spoke to. but the second one was really cool to me flew out to d c Took my um one of my kids out there with me. And the reason this one was so cool because we're sitting in a room where I was I spoke to over 1,100 educators from a charter school system. And it was so cool because it was African-American educators. And it wasn't just like all about business, right? So they were there. They did their business up. But then they were kicking it. They were having fun. They were up on stage dancing. And it was just a big, big bash. And I was so, so happy that I had taken my son to this because he had a chance to sit there and to watch Watch this. People just having a blast, having a great time on stage, dancing, stepping, doing all that stuff, right? The the drum line was out there, the marching band, cheerleaders, all that stuff, and he got to just take all that in at the same time witnessing excellence. So at the same time, he gets to see them come on stage and, and being serious. At the same time, he gets to hear the story about how this whole charter school system was founded and how it went from nothing to being something so great and magnificent and impacting so many lives. And I'll tell you, man, that did something so special for my heart. Just being there, first of all, was a blessing to me. But the fact that my son got to witness that and to see that, and that's something that's going to be imprinted on him. Um, hopefully, you know, throughout his life, he'll remember, remember that, remember how you can be yourself and be excellent, be yourself, be excellent, be yourself, be excellent. And I love that. So that was a real blessing to me. You know, last week, people obviously bring me out to motivate, to inspire when I speak and such. And, and, you know, the feedback I always typically get is, yeah, you did that. That was excellent. But I'll tell you, this one time was different for me because I got that. I got that from them, um I loved it, man. I loved it. It was just a great time, great week last week, and uh, you know, it just it warmed my heart to see all that. warm my heart that my child had the opportunity to be there, right? So, all right, let me get into this week. Y'all probably don't want to hear me talking get on my sob story and talking about things that make me happy and and all warm hearty and stuff, right? So, this week I'm super excited about this guest, and um, I'll tell you why. But the guest is Dr. Rob Robert. I'm a joy And he and I got to know each other a little bit when I was doing the Rise Up Kickstarter. So you guys know that we're doing this we're raising funds for a documentary. We're making uh, Black Men and White Coast Rise Up and did the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter goal was a hundred thousand. We broke that goal, we hit a hundred and ten thousand and um Doctor Emmajoy was one of our associate producer level givers on there. I hope that's okay that I said that Robert. <laughs> I think I think you'll be okay with it. So he's one of our associate producer level givers. Um So even before we gave, we had been chatting and talking about a lot of stuff, getting to know each other a little bit. And so I invited him to be on the podcast. And, you know, our main reason that I really like him is because he's kind of similar to me in the sense that he doesn't see limitations. And you'll hear that through his podcast. And, you know, I, I picked up on that before I heard his podcast, but he doesn't see limitations. And I'm, I'm listening to his podcast and he, some of the people he's talking about that inspire him. are the same people that I listen to, you know, Miles Monroe, Earl Nightingale. All these, all these people who are all about motivation, success, inspiration, no limitations. And I love that about him. You know, he's done stuff with film in the past too, right? He's all about business. He's very similar mindset in terms of be excellent at whatever it is that you do. Be excellent at whatever it is that you do. So as you guys are listening to him talking, I want you guys to pull that out of his story, how his whole thing is about how can I be the best? How can I be excellent? How can I not put myself in a box? What, the, what box? The box doesn't exist. You say think outside of the box well there's no box to begin with right and that's the mindset he has and i think that's the mindset that a lot more of us needs to develop um especially one that we need to teach our children because it's so easy for us to box people in and limit their growth and their success and their development and what i really love about dr emma joy is he doesn't have that at all and you'll get that from listening to his story right? you will get that from listening to a story he is a surgeon practicing out of kansas city missouri enjoy his story man check it out
1: Hi, my name is Robert Amadroy. I'm a black man in white coat. First of all, Dr. Dale, I want to thank you for doing this. I really admire your resolve. Mentorship is critical to me, it is critical to one's success. Um, I must tell you, without my mentors, I would probably be out selling pencils even with MD behind my name. So, you could be smart all you want, you could be book smart all you want, but that's just a ticket to the dance, in this world, in this place we call life. So when he called me, uh, I immediately told him, I'm all in, Dr. Dale. I'm all in. You know, a mentor is like a GPS. Let's say a friend invites you to his house and gives you an address. Without a GPS, he may get lost a few times uh, you may even waste a lot of time and probably give up because you can't find the, the house. A mentor is like a GPS, it helps you recalculate. A mentor shows you the way so you don't waste a lot of time and reinventing the wheel. Um you know time is precious. A mentor is that person that helps you um you know see yourself in a picture while you're in a frame because it's very hard to see yourself in a picture uh, during this uh, journey called life. A little bit of my background. I, in 1982, um, my father moved to the United States on a soccer scholarship. Um, I, he uh, came to a university in Missouri. Um, I was just three years old at the time, and my sister was two years old. My brother was still in the womb. So in my early years, I grew up with my mother and my two siblings. My mother was all about making sure I did well in school, (laughs) and I did. Um, I always wanted to be top of the class. You know, in Nigeria, you do what your mama tells you. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, you get some serious whooping. Um, I did not decide I wanted to be a doctor until I was nine years old, because at nine years old, something... uh, critical really happened Uh, my two cousins died from uh, sickle cell anemia as we all know sickle cell disease is popular in Africa I saw one of my cousins whom who was uh, four years old at the time uh, go through the worst crisis ever from sickle cell and she died the next day I felt like she literally died and I could have helped her but I couldn't Um, you know, I thought to myself, I could have helped her. I could have saved her life, but, um, if I were a doctor, I would have been able to. After that event, I I began to take life seriously. I became more studious. Um, I went to, uh, one of the best high schools, uh, in my state. It was all boys' schools and where I met a lot of other bright young men, uh, who just studied their butts off. I did a lot of strange things. I became very inquisitive about the human body and I even remember um uh, you know stoning lizards uh, to death and and then um with the, you know these old razor blades uh, cutting their their bellies open and and looking for what's inside and uh that was cruel, but I was strange also <laughs> um I then, uh, not until 16 years of age, uh, did we move to the United States? Um, Nigeria was going through some hard times, and my dad didn't want to come back, so he got his green card and decided to bring us all over. I mean, it was exciting, as I have always thought of America as being the land of milk and honey, and my father has always told me you can have it all if you work hard. Two days after arriving, uh, USA, my dad said, Hey, Rob, there's a school next door uh, to his apartment. Um, that's your school, buddy. <laughs> I was like, sure. I was excited. So, However, it was an inner city school. It was a, uh, quite a uh, cultural shock for me. I walked in the first day. I was like, oh, my God. It was like, where's Mr. Clark? You guys remember the film Lean On Me? Um, it was just like that. Even though I was studious, I, I soon uh, peer pressure got to me. Um, I got lost for a minute there. Um, I sagged my pants, uh, did all kinds of stupid stuff, etc. Um, but I graduated, started my class, and I still wanted to go to medical school. So I went to uh undergrad at University of Missouri, Kansas City where I I fell in love with chemistry. Um while in chemistry class I, I saw all these eighteen and nineteen year olds uh, already in medical school. You know UMKC had that six year medical program where you get in right from high school. Um it's a combined uh, undergraduate and MD degree. Um so I got really inspired. I worked hard Then I got into med school after four years of undergrad. Um, Med school was hard. It was fun, though. I studied a lot. I still remember the first day I wore a white coat. It was quite amazing. While in med school, I I thought I was going to be a cardiologist until I did my surgery rotation, and it was game over. I saw how you can make someone better just in a matter of minutes and an hour. You change their lives instantaneously. There's a lot of instantaneous gratification and the surgeons were fearless. But it was scary. I I was told that surgeons worked really long hours, the training was too long, that I may hurt myself going into surgery. You know, because of that, so I wanted to make sure that this is what I really wanted to do. So I took a surgical externship rotation in Ghana. Ghana in West Africa, um, in a small town called Nalerigu, I, and it's a very small, uh, busy hospital. There I worked day and night with American train surgeons for like two months. I did so many bowel surgeries on, on people with typhoid perforations and peritonitis. Did a lot of, you know, took a lot, of, care of a lot of uh traumas and diseases that, that pertain to tropical countries and ha ah, it was quite an experience i came back to the united states and, and i was determined to be a surgeon for sure came match day i matched at the top choice in my in i mean in new york and i also you know i obviously wanted to live in new york so so i can go see the world you know um, so residency uh, was, you know, fun but hard. It works long hours, um, but I excelled uh, because I I implemented uh, some of the study skills I learned from Nigerian mm-hmm. schools. I always woke up at 4 a.m. every day to read, so that really helped me. Why did I fell in love with colorectal surgery? I felt my attendants never had a boring week. One day they were doing big operations like removing the rectum and and the anus, and the next day they're doing colonoscopies, and the next day they're doing you know hemorrhoids and little cases. So it was quite interesting. So I applied for colorectal surgery and I matched at St. Vincent Health Center in Erie, Pennsylvania, um, where I met great mentors as well. You know, fellowship is really for fine tuning your skills and focusing on the diseases of the colon and the rectum so you can become the expert in that. After I finished that fellowship, I landed my first job immediately um, as an associate in a private practice. I was excited, but little did I know that you need more than IQ to work in the real world. You know, when you're in medical school and undergrad and and residency, you're kind of like in a microcosm. So there's a real world out there, you know. You know being book smart or having the IQ is just a ticket to the dance. You have to have emotional intelligence. It's also called EQ, um, as opposed to IQ, EQ. Long story short, I, I got into fights with my partners and I left the job, but immediately got hired by my residency program in New York to come back and run the colorectal program. So I started the colorectal program there um, after I uh, left uh, the first job. But uh, let me go back a little bit. Between the two jobs, something magical really happened. As I reflected on my disastrous experience at my first job, you know, you always learn about yourself during the dark times. You know, it was, it was during these dark times that I began studying myself, searching for myself, searching for meaning. And I stumbled into things called emotional intelligence, and that's when I learned about this. I met a bunch of what I called YouTube mentors while I was studying emotional intelligence on YouTube. From the likes of Tony Robbins and Les Brown, Eric Thomas, Earl Nightingale. Bob Proctor, Wayne Dyer and Florence Chauvet-Shane, the man who wrote Man's Search for Meaning and the book
2: Man's Search for Himself. I truly learned who I was during this time. I learned that it is possible
1: when I learned I was I'm sorry when I learned who I was I, I it was game over I'll repeat that when I learned who I was it was game over I learned adversity actually introduced you to you adversity comes probably to due to some um, action or inaction or like Jim Rohn would say Adversity comes sometimes due to neglect. So what are you neglecting? So I started taking massive actions. As they say, the antidote to despair is massive action. I stopped blaming people. I stopped blaming my ex-partners. You know, we all are self-made men and women, you know. I didn't think
2: that statement was true, but... I think... It is true now, because only the successful admit it. So success is your duty. It is your obligation. So I learned a few things from these mentors, uh, and I'm going to share that with you. I learned
1: that tough times never last, but tough people do. You can apply this rule in anything. You can apply it to your marriage, your relationships, your work, your school. Pain is temporary because on the other side of pain is, is success. So as long as there's no mental defect, you can do anything you want to do.
2: There's no shortage of success. Success does not care where you come from. It is possible. No
1: one is more special than you. You are original. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. Fear is just an acronym and it stands for false evidence appearing real. Fear is the opposite of faith. You can't have both of them at the same time, no matter how hard you try. And fear is easy because to be afraid is easy. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> you know, do not be afraid is written in the Bible like 365 times
2: so it's a command do not be afraid do what's hard your life will be easy do what's hard your life will be easy you know becoming a doctor was my
1: word but being a doctor is a small part of my humanity being a doctor you can actually Actually, being a doctor allows you
2: to become more. You can become an actor, as you can see from this movie. You can become a writer like Dr. Dale. You can become a leader, an activist, a difference maker, a healer,
1: a good father, husband, like many of us. A trailblazer like Dr. Dale? Whatever comes to your
2: mind, you can have. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. So, I want to leave you with this quote from a
1: special, special mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe. He's now late. He said, The richest place on earth is not the gold mines or diamond mines in Africa. The richest place on earth is in the cemetery. Because there you will find all the hopes and dreams that never were fulfilled. The books that were never written. The songs that were never sung. The inventions that were never shared or realized. The cures that were never discovered. The cures that were never discovered, folks or because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem or determined to carry out their dream. So folks, let's rub each other's graves. I am Robert Amarjoy
0: and I am a black man in white coat. Dr. Amajoy. thank you so much for gracing us with your presence on this podcast now. I told you guys at the start, and you guys should have been able to pick it up at every turn, right? I mean, every corner, every 20, 30 seconds, he's talking about something that deals with success and greatness, et cetera. And those are the things that our kids need to be surrounded by. Those are the things. I'll tell you, when I got serious about trying to be successful in life, I cut out so many things, so much nonsense from my life. Literally, cut it out. Cut it out. Even some people I don't talk to nearly as much anymore, right? Because you have to cut out the negativity or else you can't progress to the next level. And That's what he's about. You hear him talking about inspiration. He says when he got to UMKC school, he's sitting around looking at eighteen, nineteen year olds who are med school already. He was inspired, right? Talks about when he's around other doctors when he was in Ghana around all these doctors scenes. He was inspired. When he listens to Miles Moreau and all these people, you heard him talking about um in the graveyard is where, where all these dreams die and, and these things never come to fruition, all these cures. He's inspired by these things and that's why we do this podcast. That's what I want you guys to get. I want the students listening to this to be inspired. That's it. That's the word. Inspired or hope. Hope. I want to give you guys hope. I want you guys to hear these things. Hear people like Dr. Emma Joy, right? Hear these individuals and be inspired that you guys can do it too. Not only do it, but you guys can do more than what we do, right? You guys can do way more than what I'll ever do. That's what I want. You know, think back to the Bible. I I never completely understood this. I think I get it. But, you know, when Jesus is going off, he tells his disciples, like, hey, people, you know, people who follow me, y'all going to do, y'all will do way more than I did. And you always think, like, how could people do more than Jesus did? Um, And, of course, I don't, I don't, this, I don't, I'm not going to get all theological here, guys, but I don't think it's, it's like, literally do more than him, of course, because you can die on the cross and bring people back. But, but I think it's this sense of, of, I laid the foundation for you guys, and you guys should go off, be inspired by it, and go do more, go out there and do more, right? And that's what Dr. Amjoy is talking about in this podcast. All this great stuff. He talks about fear, false evidence appearing real. He's just dropping stuff for you guys to be inspired by. And, man, I wish we had more of that. I wish we had more people like him, you know, who get so pumped up and so excited. Last week, he gave me a call, and we were talking about mentoring and, and things of that sort and, and the things that they do up in KC. And it's amazing. I mean, he's a, really an, an inspirational brother. And I wish we had more people like him who were serious about this who are willing to take risk in life and help other people because that's what's really going to make things change. That's how we get more diversity in medicine. That's how that's how we get more diversity economically across the country even, right? These things matter. So I'm, I'm grateful that he came across from that perspective. I think this is the first podcast we've had where somebody really comes at it like that, where somebody mentions Earl Nightingale. I, I'm willing to bet the vast majority of you listen to this podcast don't know who Earl Nightingale is. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just like, know that's the type of mindset that he has. And I hope some of you guys pick up. I hope you guys go YouTube Earl Nightingale. I think he, one of his um top things he has probably, I think it's called the secret to success. Everybody should go listen to that. That's my homework assignment to all of you guys. Go listen to that. Earl Nightingale, secret to success, right? And be inspired to become great. Even if you guys don't become doctors, I want you guys to be inspired to do whatever it is you're going to do and just be great at it. Be Great at it, man. So I'm getting excited, man. I get, I, I'm inspired now I have to listen to that. I get really geeked up and really amped when, when I get around people who have the same mindset of just motivation and success and really pushing people to to do their best, right? Like he said at the start of this, having mentors like a GPS system, right? So I love people who, who wants to mentor and who give people good guidance. And I just think Dr. Emma Joe is one of those individuals. So thank you so very much for being a guest on this podcast to our listeners love you guys thank you for listening to black men and white coast thank you for supporting black men and white coast we're on a mission we work hard day and nights to to really move the needle and to make things happen and um you know i'm grateful for it um oh another announcement so you guys know i've been working on a book and hopefully we'll get that book out soon it's all completely done we're just going through the editing etc but working on some other books too now so we got a a few things in the kitchen cooking i've got a few things cooking in the kitchen and you guys just stay tuned we're going to get these out for you guys I'm um, really doing as much as we can to 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 provide resources, man, and make a difference. Resources to make a difference. All righty, that's a wrap. I'm going to get off my soapbox and stop stop uh, ranting on this episode now. Thank you guys so very much for listening. Please, please, please go subscribe to the podcast. Dr. Emma Joy, thank you again for being a guest. Any black male clinicians out there who wants to be a guest on the podcast, Please go ahead and email us, podcast at blackmenandwhitecoats.org. Would love to have you if you've got a good story to tell. Love you guys. Have an excellent week. Yeah.